This is Annie Stevens Gleason, Minister for Worship and Incorporation at the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'd like to welcome you to our worship podcast. This is the Holy Eucharist Rite 2 for November 19th, 2023. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome to Church of the Redeemer. Uh, It is a joy and a privilege to have the opportunity to worship with you today. I want to say a special welcome to those of you who are joining us for the first time or for the first time in a long time. It's a special joy to have you with us. And I want to welcome those who are joining us online for our live stream. Thank you so much for being with us today. We're glad you could be with us in this way. If you'd like to get to know more about Church of the Redeemer, you can find us on our website, redeemer-cincy.org. That's redeemer-cincy with a y.org. You can go there, click on the About tab, learn more about us, and then contact us so we can learn more about you and welcome you into this beloved community. Just a few announcements this morning as we begin uh, our worship. Uh, First, I want to remind you about 
some wonderful opportunities for you following this service uh, to get to know each other better and to get to know the church better. Um, you can, of course, we have uh, formation and offerings for people of all ages during that education hour after 10 o'clock or at 10 o'clock. Um, today, after this service, we will have a special adult forum in the parlor led by the Reverend Joanna Lyserson. Separation of church and state, what does it mean for us? That's the conversation today in the parlor after this service. Separation of church and state, what does it mean for us? Uh, due to the Thanksgiving holiday, just want to remind you, we will not have lunchtime Bible study. We have uh, on Wednesday or our Thursday morning Bible study this week. So both of our Bible studies this week are canceled because of Thanksgiving. So please do have that on your radar. Um, and if you didn't know we had Bible studies throughout the week, now you just found out, and so you can't go this week. But you can join us next week when we're back at it. It would be a joy to have you with us. I want to thank all of you who have made your 2024 financial commitment. I'm so grateful for you as we continue to build this budget for next year. If you haven't, it's not too late. It's literally never too late to give to the church. We will never stop you from doing it. Uh, you can do so on, on the app, or you can pick up a pledge card in the Narthex and fill it out before you leave. Um, a few other things I want to let you know about. Our Advent to Epiphany offerings are available now, and we have a robust schedule, so please make sure to check your app or the website on the Connect tab to look at some of the different things that we'll have going on in this coming season as we prepare for Christmas and then celebrate Christmas in the time right after. And I want to, at this time, invite all preschool to elementary school age children uh, to join Tim in the chapel for some donuts and Jesus, both of which are waiting in the chapel right now. Uh, it's an age-appropriate interactive worship for children. Tim's in the back, and you all, all of them will be back in time for us to take communion together. Okay, those are all the announcements I'm making today. So I invite you, please, as you are able, to stand, and we will begin our worship together.
Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear what the Lord Jesus Christ says. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. be with you. Let us pray. Blessed Lord, who caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant us so to hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which you have given us in our Savior Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the prophet Zephaniah. Be silent before the Lord God, for the day of the Lord is at hand. The Lord has, has prepared a sacrifice. He has consecrated his guests. And on the day of the Lord's sacrifice, I will punish the officials and the king's son and all who dress themselves in foreign attire.
Thank you. Let me begin again. Be silent before the Lord God, for the day of the Lord is at hand. The Lord has prepared a sacrifice. He has consecrated his guests. At that time, I will search Jerusalem with lamps, and I will punish the people who rest complacently on their dregs and those who stay in their hearts. The Lord will not do good, nor will he do harm. Their wealth shall be plundered and their houses laid waste. Though they build houses, they shall not inhabit them. Though they plant vineyards, they shall not drink wine from them. The great day of the Lord is near, near and hastening fast. The sound of the day of the Lord is bitter. The warrior cries aloud there. That day will be a day of wrath, a day of distress and anguish, a day of ruin and devastation, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of trumpet blasts and battle cry against the fortified cities and against the lofty battlements. I will bring such distress upon people that they shall walk like the blind because they have sinned against the Lord. Their blood shall be poured out like the dust and their flesh like dung. Neither their silver nor their gold will be able to save them. On the day of the Lord's wrath, in the fire of his passion, the whole earth shall be consumed for a full, a terrible end. He will make all of the inhabitants of the earth. The word of the Lord.
A reading from first, Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians. Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers and sisters, you do not need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves know very well the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. When they say there is peace and security, and sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and there will be no escape. But you, beloved, are not in the darkness for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light and children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So then, let us not fall asleep, as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep all night, and those who are drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, and put us in the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet and a hope of salvation. For God has destined us not for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build up each other, as indeed you are doing. The word of the Lord. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Jesus said, For it is as if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came back and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. 
His master said to him, well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave, you knew, did you? that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the ten talents. For to all those who have, more will be given and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The Gospel of the Lord. Open our minds, warm our hearts, but also bend our wills, for we seek to hear your word. Amen. I can just imagine Tim in the children's chapel right now. Gather round, little children. Take a seat. I'm going to tell you a story about the end of times. <laughs> it is a story about expectations. It requires a great deal of imagination. For the heaven or the hell that you imagine is likely the one you will encounter and the world you envision is the one you will live in. You all have may have heard this story from Jesus described as an economy of virtues. I've heard it that way in the past. God gives us each a spiritual gift. Some people are special so they get more gifts. A very convenient translation for all of the high achievers in the room. 
Anyway, everyone gets something. And don't worry, God won't give you more than you can handle. But just like late stage capitalism, this story doesn't check out. God wants a good return on his investment. Better read up on those self-improvement manuals because Jesus is coming, so you better look busy. The end of that story is some idealized version of streets of gold and gates of pearl, where all the people who annoyed you here on earth are far away. And you can just sit alone in a big white room eating bonbons while angels circle round and sing Latin renditions of Toby Keith songs. <laughs> the moral of that story is, use the gifts that God has given you so you can get that divine pat on the back and hear the words we all long to hear. Well done, good and faithful servant. Today, I'd like to look at this gospel lesson from a different perspective. I'd like to ask, what if? What if this passage is less about getting what you deserve and more about an, un, an impending and uncalendared eschaton that begs us to examine our lives and ask the question, if Jesus stood before me today, would I be ready to give an account for the hope that is within me? Am I ready to be joyful before God and at peace with my neighbor? Am I willing to take risks for unfathomable returns? Or will I go with the first story? Play it safe. Bury what God has so freely bestowed. Bury the gifts of God in the cold, dead ground where, I have been told, nothing can change? Or will I let the gifts of God change me in this life and in the life to come? This type of self-reflection doesn't present itself often in our common culture. Taking a moment to pause and reflect and take stock of where we are at is much less valued in our society than is the mindset of getting ahead. So today's gospel lesson is actually a gift to us. An opportunity to examine what we are doing with God's currency of love and create for ourselves a rule of life that is consistent with the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
I learned a little bit about rules of life when about five years ago, I took part in a discernment and wellness program for Episcopal clergy called Credo. It's a week-long exploration of several areas of human wellness, including physical health, emotional health, financial health, relational health, and spiritual health. And on the last day of the session, you are asked to take a guided practice, a guided exercise in creating a personal rule of life a set of stepping stones that will guide you toward health and wellness and a closer relationship with God and neighbor. Your rule of life is meant to be written out and spoken aloud. The voicing of a commitment to live your life in a particular way, not unlike our baptismal covenant we say here together in church. A discerning rule of life will acknowledge moments in your past when things were going pretty great, or present times when hope feels lost. It also includes flashes of future where reconciliation and relational thriving replace fear and sloth. Five years ago, I sat down to make a rule of life, and I asked myself, what am I doing? And what do I wish I were doing? What am I doing, and what do I want to be doing? I looked back to see times of great transformation and growth each marked by holy risk and God's holy potential. I took time to lament the gifts that I had buried and did my best to dig them up out of the ground and set them in the light and give them a chance for new life. Here's what I came up with. My personal rule of life that I wrote five years ago and which hangs in two places in my home where I can see it daily. One in my, in my house where I live um, inside the medicine cabinet in the morning when I put on my contacts. And the other is in my office upstairs here at church. They're not nearly as extensive as the rules of life written by saints like Benedict and Francis, but they're meaningful to me, and I wanted to share them with you today. It's portioned into six guiding principles. Number one is slow down. Some of you know I need this. Number two is seek peace. Seek peace. Number three is find joy. Even when the day is terrible and everything is going wrong, 
Number three, ask me to find joy. Number four, which might need a bit of explaining, is pray to the three in one with one and with three. So some of you know that I have a husband and two little boys at home, my family. So pray to the three in one, the Holy Trinity, with one and with three, reminds me to pray on my own and with my family. Number five is take risks. Take risks. And number six is give generously from a place of gratitude. Number five on my list, take risks, comes from a place of experiential learning. What I have found looking back at my life is the places where I felt most alive, the places where I knew God was right there by my side, the times when the future was pregnant with possibilities, those were the times in my life where I took risks, where I risked everything to, to see God working in a new way, taking risks. That's what the first two servants in our gospel lesson did today. They risked everything that they had and doubled their reward. The talents, five talents in Jesus' day equates to enough money to fund 75 years of manual labor. 75 years of labor for the servant to whom much was given. Talk about a high-stakes investment. He put it all on the line to gain more. The second did the same. 30 years of manual labor. He could have lost it all, but instead he put it to work and gained even more. After reading the gospel lesson again this week, I was struck by the words of the third servant, the one who lost all that he had been given. After a harsh rebuke of God as the one who reaps what they do not sow and gathers what they did not scatter, the third servant openly admits that he buried the gift in the ground good as dead it was because and he says because i was afraid because i was afraid afraid to take a chance on god afraid to take a chance on himself afraid of what he might lose if anything were to change. So he buried it in the ground. In fear. 
and his fear became the opposite of faith. Because fear leaves us hopeless and unimaginative. Fear robs us of joy, and it leaves us with less than we had begun with. Fear is an outer darkness where the children of God weep for deliverance and gnash their teeth with sorrow as shame replaces the truth of our worth. Where disgrace is traded for the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Fear of the unknown can fuel systems of racism and classism and sexism. Fear tells us that there is not enough while we judge the poor. Fear of change keeps us from learning and growing and trying new things. And Jesus says to us, fear not. Fear not. I am with you to the age, end of the age. Today's gospel lesson, I think, is about taking risks. Taking risks without fear. It is about finding joy in losing ourselves and gaining our whole life. It is about following Jesus into the dangerous work of the gospel and waiting to see at the end of time what a double portion of God's love looks like when we're willing to take the risk. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. 
Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, she is worshiped and glorified. She has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. With all our hearts and minds, let us pray to God responding. God of love, hear our prayer. We pray that your love will find a way to heal our wounded world and guide our nation and lead us to a path of justice and peace. Help us to know Jesus and grow in love. God of love, hear our prayer. United in relationships of holy connection and communion, we share our heart with those who feel separated or cast out for any reason. Help us reach out in love. God of love, hear our prayer. We pray for this beloved community in the spirit, growing with all people. We pray for Bishop-elect Reverend Cannon, Kristen Eufelman White. Help us make it safe for all to live with integrity and for all to live in peace. God of love, hear our prayer. Inspiring us through our church, through scripture, through the word made flesh in Jesus, and through the sacraments, help us to deepen our relationship with you. God of love, hear our prayer. We pray for people in places that long for, that long for relief from suffering, Andrew Banerjee, Eleanor Flotter, and Ryan Patel. For those who are struggling with mental health concerns, and though we, those we name now silently are allowed. For those around the world affected by disasters. For those around the world affected by war and conflict, especially the people of Israel, Palestine, Ukraine, Uganda, and Sudan. For the victims of mass shootings throughout the past week in Independence, Missouri, Birmingham, Alabama, Portsmouth, Virginia, Pearland, Texas, Puyallup, Washington, Springfield, Massachusetts, God remind us that we are not alone. God of love, hear our prayer. We give thanks for all the moments of grace that sustain us. 
for those we now name silently or aloud. Your love and grace abound. Give us eyes to see your goodness in the world around us. God of love, hear our prayer. We pray for those who have died, including Marguerite Stowe, mother of Katie Monroe, and Joanne Cicerello, mother of Lisa Andrews, and for those we now name silently or aloud. Comfort those who grieve. God of love, hear our prayer. God of love, send us into the world rooted and grounded in love to serve all people with humility, compassion, and faithfulness. God of love, hear our prayer. Almighty God, by your Holy Spirit, you have made us one with your saints in heaven and on earth. Grant that in our earthly pilgrimage, we may always be supported by this fellowship of love and prayer and know ourselves to be surrounded by their witness to your power and mercy. We ask this for the sake of Jesus Christ, in whom all our intercessions are acceptable through the Spirit and who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And now it's time for our communion. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on the first day of the week overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Gracious Father, in your infinite love you made us for yourself, and when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, you in your mercy sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ, Christ has died. Christ, Christ is risen. Christ will come again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Recalling his death, resurrection and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia. Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast. Alleluia. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Lord. Amen. And now remember always, live without fear. God, your creator, has made you holy, will always protect you, and loves you as a mother with a dominion that is stronger than death. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.